Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by CGC Cards, card grading all in one place. CGC Cards is devoted to expert grading of collectible cards, including TCGs, sports cards, and non-sports cards. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by GemRate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit GemRate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to TTM Caster Sports Collectibles Podcast, where we talk TTM's cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. It is Season 5, Episode 44. It is Saturday, November 4th, but should we lift the curtain behind the behind the, uh, the, the the drapes and let everyone know what we're doing? We're actually recording, guys, on Friday night. It's Friday night. Yeah. So, Drew, yeah. so Drew and I are going to be way off. We're tired. We just ate. We're we're re- we're ready for a nap. We're old, but we're gonna do our best to have a good show, right, Drew? Absolutely. Okay, guys, you're listening to TTM Cast, your North National Rank Sports Podcast. We talk cards and everything under the sun. We are joined by my friend in Arlington, Texas. It's Arlington, Texas. See, I got it right, Drew. Arlington, yep. Texas. He his name is Drew Pelto. He is DFW Grapher. He is a uh, creator extraordinaire he makes more content than anyone he is out there make sure you check out his videos hey drew hello hello you ready to go are you all yeah. wrapped up i i think i'm good yeah i think i'm good what'd you have for dinner did you have a good dinner we actually have not eaten yet we were going to eat on the way home and then we couldn't decide no. what we wanted so we're like okay we're gonna go ahead and just order something and it'll get delivered here we'll eat right after the show is on so i'm good though all right, we had a bi- I had a big italian meal so chicken palm and fried ravioli and garlic bread if very good, very good, very good. So, so I, I'm, I might be a little pokey, you know. You get it's like after yeah. after Thanksgiving when you have to, when you eat that big meal and you you kind of losing it. But I'm I promise, guys, I'm going to do do my best. Uh, my name is Jeff Baker again, talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts. Guys, I want to thank everyone. Uh, we have hit eighty five thousand downloads all time, Drew. We're approaching that hundred thousand. I don't think we're going to do it this year, but I would think in maybe January, February, we will we will hit the hundred thousand, which is very exciting to me because I remember when we hit five hundred. I think I thought that was the best thing in the world. I couldn't believe we downloaded, we had five hundred downloads. That was that was unconscionable to me. I couldn't even think. I I never thought we would hit it. And now we're at eighty five thousand downloads. So Drew, thank you. Clemente, thank you. Les, thank you. All our listeners, thank you. We we I we couldn't do it without you. And we really appreciate it. So. Give yourself a round of applause, guys. Good job. Good job, Drew. Woohoo. Woohoo. All right. Hey, uh, speaking of congratulations, I know begrudgingly you're going to, uh, I'm sorry, but I have to do it. Congratulations to, to to your Texas Rangers, who are now the World Series champions. Through <laughs> that. I know. We Drew and I have been talking uh, off off air here, and uh, we we didn't think we went, he didn't think they were going to do a parade in Arlington, and they did a parade in Arlington. But is it a parade when no one shows? They had five hundred to seven hundred thousand, according to the estimates by the fire department. Now, just to give you an idea, I went and I looked up to see, okay, how many people showed up at like past World Series parades? 
So 2002, the Astros had a million. 2021, the Braves kind of varied in their estimates because they had a two-part celebration, but they've estimated around a million total between the two parts. The Nationals had about 800,000 in 2019. The 2017 Astros had three-quarters of a million to a million estimated. The 2016 Cubs, five million, but that's, yeah, that's I mean, the there's, there's reasons for that, yeah. The Royals hit 800,000 in 2015. The Giants hit half a million to a million in 2014, but that was their third one in five years, and uh, it was also raining that day, so not too many people are going to want to show up. And just going through, I mean, like the 2008 Phillies were kind of a wide range. They were 400,000 to 200 million, 400,000 to 2 million. Okay. The last one to have this small of a crowd on a decent day that I was able to find numbers on was the 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks had 300,000 show up at theirs. Ever since then, everybody has been over a million or at least well into the multiple hundred thousands for all of their all of their parades. Only five to 700,000 showing up here. I thought everything's supposed to be bigger in Texas. Huh? <laughs> Where are you at, fans? Where are you at? Not bigger, that's for sure. A two-mile route around the stadium, and that's about all that they did for it, too. I mean... When they did, I mean, when I was I was in I was in Boston in two thousand four, and they had a hell of a route for that thing. Yep. And for an organization, I mean, they hadn't won eighty six years. I get that. This team hasn't won fifty two years. Nobody making a big deal about that here. Oh, I mean, well, they are. They love saying, "Oh, we've been waiting fifty two years for the sixty three if you include the years in Washington." Okay, then show up and act like you've been waiting for a while. Instead, you're like, "Oh, yay, we won." Okay, I'm going to go do other stuff now. And that's exactly how Rangers fans act for the most part. There's so many of them that don't even bother showing up until. About September, well, August or September, if you try to find somebody wearing a Rangers hat around here, unless they're going to a game, you weren't going to see one. It was the same thing with the Dallas Stars a couple of years ago there. You never saw any of them until anybody wearing a Dallas Stars hat or jersey or anything like that until it was about March or thereabouts. So, right. if, it ain't, if it ain't the Cowboys, it's nothing, right? Right. Cowboys and Mavericks and screw everybody else until it's playoff time. Well, we're seeing it right there with this, and now it's like, okay, it's over, great. Let's go do something else. All right. Well, you know, they had they hadn't won since they started the team in 1961 in Washington. Uh, they were a brutal team forever, and yep. congrats, we'll congratulate them. I I like Nathan Navaldi, so I'm happy for for him. Um, the other guys are are okay. I don't, you know, I I don't have anything against the the, the Rangers, but I I, don't, I had I got you know they won. They did. They they were the best team uh, for the last month of the season, right? The last month. Yeah, and I do have friends that are diehard Rangers fans. I will give them credit. Say, yeah, good job. Your team won. But for anybody that screwed up September, screw you. This isn't for you. So there you go. Do you think they're gonna? It's gonna be a tough tougher ticket next year. Uh yeah, probably. Well, to some degree. For any of the big games and stuff, yes. For just if I want to go and see like the Guardians or something like that, I can still walk up and get tickets, no problem. I, I okay. can guarantee. All right. Well, again, congratulations, Rangers. A couple other things. I am going to the uh, Greater Boston Sports uh, Collectors Club show in uh, Wilmington tomorrow, which will be on uh, the fourth. So if you're listening to this on the fourth, make sure you stop by and say, say hello to me. Looking forward to attending the show. I haven't said. I don't think I've been into a show. Since the national jersey, so I'm looking forward to. Wow. I'm looking forward to going through the twenty five cent and dollar bins. You know. Oh yeah, always. That's I mean that's the best place to go to. Yep, I'm really looking forward to that. Also, I am going to have an article in Sports Collectors Daily. I do a weekly article on uh, our show and on TTMing, but I'm going to do a review of the the Sports Collectors show. So make sure you check that out. I'm sure it'll post either Monday or Tuesday. Uh, so looking forward to doing that. How is your week uh, lined up or weekend lined up, Drew? Well, didn't really do a whole ton of collectible stuff, but I do have a big one coming up this weekend. There's a celebrity softball game up in Frisco that I'm going to on Saturday. 
Uh, Ryan Klesko is probably the biggest name that's in there, but a lot of former uh, NFL, MLB, some NBA, even NHL Marty Turco is going to be their former ruin right there. Uh, a couple of former Rangers and stuff playing in it as well. Mostly football people, it seems like. But yeah, I've got stuff ready to go to get signed there. Hopefully I'll come out of there with a whole bunch of stuff. I think I counted. I've got like 130 cards that I'm taking with me of around 30, 40 players or so. So hopefully wow. I'll get all those done. Do you think it's going to be a lot of people graphing there? Probably not. I mean, most of the big name graphers or the big time graphers I've talked to are like, yeah, there's nobody big on the list, so we're not going to bother with it. I'm like, cool, fine with me. I'll gladly, uh, I'll gladly go and rack on, you know, Lemuel Stinson for a few cards. Then, so. <laughs> well, I, I know you love going in person and, and have fun. Guys, we have a fun show for you today. We have Brandon Versal back with us. He's been on the show a couple times. He is the creator and producer of The Cards Life. And I figured we'd talk to Brandon about... Um, Matt Strom getting into the uh, world, you know, getting into the play baseball playoffs and how uh, some of the things that are going on with the show. And it's really, Brandon's a great, great guy, loves the hobby. So uh, we got a great interview coming up with Brandon from the Cards Life. We also have all our regular segments plus a uh, uh, bonus one, right, Drew? Yes, we do indeed. We've got Baker's Dozen covering all the news in the hobby world. Anything that's talked here in the previous couple of weeks, we will let you know about it. Or previous week, I guess now. Um, as you said, Brandon Brazal joining us on the Collector's Corner. We'll have Drew's Rant and Rave, where I'm going to, I've got, I've got stuff to talk about. I mean, I'll do a mini one right there against the Rangers and everything. There's more coming, though. There's Woo! more on the way. It's not going to be Rangers related either. So there you go. We've got Making the Grade, where we're going to talk about all things in the world of grading, all the great numbers from our grading companies here from the previous week. Spoiler alert, CGC is back on the list again. So, hey, great to see them making a return. Uh, we've got our staff approval. Jeff, give our, Jeff and I give our two thumbs up to something, anything for the previous week. Could be anything. You never know what it's going to be out of us. We've got the Burn Rat Minute covering deaths in the world of sports, celebrity music, movies, politics. Anybody you might consider TTMing if they've died, we will let you know about it. And the main reason why we all are here, our TTM return. Awesome. Guys, we love to hear from you. Send us an email. We don't have any contests going on this week, but we love to hear from you. We love feedback. If you have any ideas uh, for guests on the show, if you want to be a guest, I'm always looking for guests. If you're passionate about collecting, you don't have to have a $2 million uh, collection. If you have something that you're really passionate about, we love to talk to you. Send us an email to ptmcast at yahoo.com. And uh, we'll, we'll get you on the show. All right. Uh, all right, Drew, I think we got all our housekeeping in order. Let's get right into Baker's Dozen, all right? All right. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Baker's Dozen is a news summary of what's been going on in the hobby. Just want to remind everybody about our friends at Collects. If you download Collects, which is a free app, you can go to the Google uh, Play or the App Store, download it. It doesn't cost you anything. And once you get a Collects username, send us your Collects username via in your email address. Send it to us, email it to us. We will uh, send it back over to Collects, and Collects will issue you a $10 credit that you can use in their marketplace and uh, to purchase cards. So, I, Drew, I actually I got a um, Joey Votto rookie card 
I got a 1972 um, Jim Lawborough card. I got a 1970 Bill Russell, uh, the shortstop rookie card. And I, I think I got one other card in there too. That I had, a, I had like a, I think I had two dollars left or something. I got another, another card just I wanted to get to fill, fill out my ten dollars. So there's all sorts of cool cards you can buy in the Collects Marketplace. It's really easy. All you have to do is send us your Collects username. You got to download Collects, put it on your phone or your iPad, and then get send us your Collects username. Send it to TGMcast at yahoo.com. And Collects will put ten dollars in your account. You can spend it any way you want. Right? Very easy. Yes. And Drew, there's a cool promotion that Collects has going on. Yeah, Collects just announced this one in tandem with Matt Strom, Philly's pitcher, and his show, The Card Life. If you have, if you have Matt Strom's Tops Update card from this year, card number US226, scan that into Collects. They're going to give you a free credit, I believe a $5 credit, if you put it in on there. So if you have it, scan it in, add it to your collection, get yourself some free money. It's a great way to go about it. And even better than that, if you are the one who comes across Matt Strom's one-of-one one platinum card, that's going to be a tough one to find because, I mean, it's a one-of-one. One. And so, I mean, this is literally a needle in a haystack kind of a card right there, trying to find a one-specific one one-of-one. But if you find that Matt Strom one-of-one one platinum card, you're going to win an all-expenses-paid trip to spring training, hang out down there in Florida with uh, Matt Strom for a bit, and get to be on the card's life with him. So start breaking those tops update boxes, see if you can find that one-of-one one platinum, and get crazy on it yeah good luck hey drew you know it's been kind of quiet on the um law front right with all this mm -hmm. panini and um fanatics lawsuits and stuff but a judge in florida moved the antitrust case from florida to new york um i think that makes better uh potential i think for fanatics uh, on a whole i think that's a plus for fanatics if you would look at it i'm not a lawyer but uh i know fanatics was the one that asked for it to be moved and they they won that one i don't know i'm not quite sure why yeah i think it's just kind of a case of consolidation on them but when you consolidate because i mean you have panini suing fanatics and fanatics suing panini so it's probably better just to consolidate that into one lawsuit when it's over the same kind of things and everything so i'm sure it's i don't know how big of a difference it makes either way but yeah it was fanatics who pushed for it to be put in new york because Panini filed their suit in Florida, whereas Fanatics filed their suit in New York. So it's kind of a minor win, I guess, for Fanatics right there. But ultimately, I don't think there's that big of a difference between the two courts. But I, I'm also far from an expert on this stuff. Yeah, I mean, we more, more to come on that one. But uh, we we did get a little, we told we told you anytime that anything happened on the court, we would let you guys know about it. And that was a, a little a little blip on the the radar screen this week. Hey, I want to thank uh, one of our listeners, Brian Murray. Uh, he sent us uh, Tim, some Tim Horton hockey cards, which I love. They were He sent uh, a couple to me and he sent a couple to Drew. So, Brian, thanks. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, we, we can't get Tim Horton. So anytime yeah. we get some some Tim Horton cards, we really appreciate it. Drew, we have a bunch of new releases to talk about. Yes, we do. Starting out in the world of hockey, we've got the 2022-23 Upper Deck SP Authentic Hockey Set. That's one of the end of last year's releases releases that's coming out right now $180 will be the price tag on that you'll see two autographs out of that box Drew we have the 2023-24 Prism Panini Prism Collegiate Draft Picks Basketball uh, Choice Box the boxes are going for $200 you get 10 packs 4 cards per pack 4 autos and 4 inserts so that's 2023-24 Panini Prism Coll Collegiate Draft Picks Basketball Cho Choice Box for $200 
Got uh, some Onyx coming out here as well. 2023 Onyx Vintage Extended Series Baseball. Sounds like some uh, past players in there, but you're going to see two autographs in four cards per box in one pack. Two of them are going to be autographed, though, so uh, some potential for some nice stuff in there. When you're talking vintage there, $50 to get a price tag on it. Uh, from Bowman, we have 2023 Bowman Sterling Baseball. There are five mini boxes, and there's five autos per uh, box, I guess, right? The six exactly. cards per six cards per mini box, and each box will have an auto. Uh, the boxes are going for the uh, the big box, I guess, is going for four hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars. That's two thousand twenty three Bowman Sterling baseball for between four hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars. We've got Bowman Platinum coming out as well here for twenty twenty three in baseball. Ninety nine dollar price tag on this one. See five cards per pack, twenty packs per box. That's even hundred cards right there, and you're gonna see two autographs out of there. So. A dollar a card, two autographs. That's not a bad price right there. $99 for Bowman Platinum. Yep, from Tops, is, Tops Online, uh, you can get uh, Tops.com. 2023 Tops 206 Baseball High Series. It's the high number series. You get four packs of 10 cards per pack. You get two parallels. There's, I think there's one autograph in every three boxes, if I, if I will remember correctly. Um, and those are going for $55. That's 2023 Tops uh, 206 Baseball High Series for $55. Got us some Tops Overtime Elite Inception coming out here as well. Four autographs or four auto four autographs or auto relics in each box. $90 to get that one. Yeah, and those are basketball. Also okay, two, basketball. 2022-23 Panini National Treasures basketball. One pack of 10 cards is four on-card autos and four memorabilia and one printing plate. This is a, a high-end product, and those are going for between $2,800 and $3,000. That's 2022-23 Panini National Treasures of Basketball for between $2,800 and $3,000. Got some National Treasures College football coming out as well. One pack per box, seven autographs, plus one base or base parallel. $700 price on that, so a little lower than the uh, than the basketball ones there. But still pretty cool. Those are, The National Treasure uh, releases are really neat. Hey, Drew, there's a, a cool show coming up next weekend. It's in Toronto. It is the Toronto Expo, Sport, Sports Expo, November 9th through the 12th, in uh, lots of guys signing Mike Tyson, Reggie Jackson, Carrie Price, Ray Bork, uh, Dennis Savard, uh, Bernie Perrant, Tiger Williams, all sorts of tons of hockey guys as well. It is the Toronto Card Show, uh, November 9th through the 12th. I know Clemente is going to be there. He's going to be on the show, I believe, on the 16th or thereabouts. And he's going to give us a review of the show. And uh, Drew and I keep talking about it. One of these years, we'll get to it, Drew, I promise. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> all right, well, that wraps up Baker's Dozen. Uh, let's, let's have a collector score next. Well, Drew, I sat down with Brandon Rossell. Brandon is the uh, creator and producer of The Cards Life. He's been on the show a few times. Uh, one of Drew and I's favorite show. It is on uh, cable TV uh, all the time. Uh, they just the um, Atlanta show, I think, is running now. And uh, we talked to Brandon about um, the show, what's been going on the show, what they have planned for the show. Also, um, Matt Strom did so good in the playoffs. We talk a little about that. We talk about the promotion that they've got going on so please enjoy my interview with brandon versal from the cards life the card life and now it's time for collector's corner let's hear from our collector this week this segment is sponsored by collects the free app for scanning pricing tracking and cataloging your cards 
Get your first $5 on the app automatically by scanning a card, adding it to your collection, and listing it for sale today. All right, guys, now it's time for probably one of my favorite people in the hobby. I, I really, really love this guy. His name is Brandon Versal. He is creator and producer of The Cards Life. The Card Life, sorry. The Card Life is a cable TV show uh, hosted by Matt Strom. It launched in June of 2021. They've produced over 25 episodes that aired, has aired over 5,000 times, usually about 12 times per day across uh, all the sports cable networks. And it is the best show on tv i'm sorry brendan it is the best <laughs> show on tv drew and i always rave about it every every month we love the show welcome and thank you for be joining us again well i appreciate that jeff i i i appreciate that that pump of the best show on tv i'll take that anytime but it's just as fun to put together as it is to to watch is is what i would say you know what's brandon you guys hit a home run every time um and drew and i were talking the other day um, Matt, Matt Strom, who's a major league pitcher, pitches for the Philadelphia Phillies. Now he used to pitch for my Red Sox. He pitched for the Padres and the Kansas City Royals. He is, uh, he has grown as a host. You know, if you watch the first couple of shows, he was a pitcher and not a TV host. And now he's a TV host. He, he, this kid's a star. It's been incredible to watch. I mean, it was such a weird situation back in June of 2021 because they were still under COVID protocols for Major League Baseball. So any place we shot indoors could only have two or three other people in the room. They had to have masks on. I mean, we were shooting segments of TV shows with Matt in a mask and whoever he was interviewing in a mask. And the first time I met Matt was literally the day we filmed the entire first episode. And wow. he'd never done anything like that before. And so we were both kind of learning as we went. And... Uh, I mean, yeah, he 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 gets better every month. He's so good at interviewing. And the thing is, he's like a kid every time he gets around cards. And, uh, you know, I'm always considerate of his time because most of the time we're filming this like late morning and he's playing a game that night. But he never walks in and says, God, I had a bad game last night. You know, I'm, I'm going to be on the mound tonight. I don't know if I should be here doing this. He walks in and is excited to open cards and talk to people and hear stories and 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 that's the great thing about it. I mean, we were filming in Atlanta and we filmed at Giant Sports Cards, which is just one of the most incredible sports card shops I've ever been to and I probably will ever be to. And that's a 40, 45 minute drive from the ballpark. And Matt had no problem on a game day going out there. He bought some cards, brought them back to open up with players on the team and and just had a great time. And I don't think there's a lot of athletes, especially on game days, that would be willing to do that. And he never hesitates. He has, has a great time putting the show together. Well, I'll tell you, my wife is uh, the farthest thing from a sports fan, okay? The farthest thing from a sports fan. And she watched the playoffs, uh, all the Phillies games, because she was rooting for Matt, because she, you know, we we met Matt at uh, at George Pep's store in Quincy when we we filmed the, the episode, and she just raves about Matt. And all she wanted to do was Matt to get into the World Series, because she was just rooting so, so hard for him. I never saw her more downtrodden when the Phillies lost. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny. There's a, a the collecting community loves to support players that collect. And uh, one of the fun fun things I noticed is those tops now cards came up after the Phillies clinched the division series. Matt was on the mound for the last out, and they released both a, a, a picture of the Phillies celebrating. It had Matt on it, but it was the Phillies celebrating. And then they released another photo that was just of Matt. And I was like, oh, it's going to be interesting to see what the 
print run is for these two. Well, the Phillies team celebration had, I think 1400 was the number that were bought, but Matt had almost 1900. So <laughs> I think that's the collecting community saying, Hey, this is one of our, he's one of us. I'm going to collect his cards. And I think Matt hears that a lot from people that they're not necessarily Phillies fans, but because they're collectors, they like Matt and they, they cheer for Matt. And we saw a lot of that through those first two rounds of the playoffs and the championship series of people were just rooting for Matt to do good because he's, he's one of us. Yeah. You know, it's funny is uh, you know what we're going to talk about the, the collects scan back program, but uh, you can now retire, right? Because you've made the back of a, a tops card. Do, do, do you think like this, you can't go any farther in, in terms of collecting in, in, in the, the glow of, of being on a card? It sounds so ridiculous, but I, I I saw on social media somebody had posted that Matt had a super short print card in this update set, which I don't think he's had one of those new SSPs with the gold back and everything on it. And uh, so I just saw that and I went to eBay just to see if I could grab one. And for some reason, I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, it'd be nice if once they would mention the fact that he hosts a TV show about sports cards on the back. So I happened to look at the back of that card at the time. And I was like, it says the card life on the back. I mean, just <laughs> I just happened to check it at that time. I hit buy it now right away on that super short print. I think it paid 90 bucks. That probably is way over what I what I should have paid for that. And then uh, and then I just started looking for all the other parallels. I'm like, I am going to try to collect the rainbow of this entire thing and posted about it on the card life accounts. You know, the card life rookie card and tops update. And then uh, and then Dave from Collects comes up with an idea. Ted messaged me the next day of a great idea to tie with this cards. And and it's just taken off since then. But, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. I think I have uh, 14 of the 25 variations at this point. So uh, that's I've, awesome. Uh, you know, I got I got the pre-order of the up the um, Chrome update. Oh, so yeah. Hoping it's I'm hoping it's on the Chrome update as well. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. I think usually the backs are the same. So I probably, I'm probably getting myself into trouble going down the road with this one because I'm probably <laughs> going to have to do this, the same thing with Chrome. Yeah. I've had to warn my, my wife, who's my, my co-creator, the other person that produces the card life with me, that there was going to be a lot of cards from eBay coming in, but they were just Mac cards. These aren't thousand dollar cards I'm buying. I'm just collecting the rainbow. I think we had four come in yesterday. So that, it's, awesome. it's been watch, a lot watch. of fun. Why don't you let people know what what um, Collects is doing, what you're doing with Collects, um, and it's a really cool program in terms of you don't all you have to do is collect uh, the Matstrom update cards and you get money that you can use in the Collects marketplace. Why don't you let people know a, a little about it? Yeah, Dave from Collects came up with the idea, and then we collaborated kind of on the the direction of it. And uh, it's called the scan back program. So instead of a buyback, which is kind of common in the hobby now, it's a scan back. And everything from the base card of Mad, if you collect that card, log into Collects, you scan that card and you send them a message, you'll get a $5 credit in their marketplace to buy other cards you want to from other collectors just for a, a Matt Strom base card. And then it goes from $5 all the way up to $100 for cards that are are numbered lower to, I got to have my notes here, numbered lower to 10, but there's a- Right, there's all different colors, right? Different- Yeah, different. all different variations. There's a $5 bounty, a 10, a 20, a 50, and a 100. So, um, you know, that's a, it, it's a great deal to be able to, you get to keep the card. You're not having to turn the card in and give it to someone. You get to keep the card, but you also get a credit to use in their marketplace. And they have, I mean- 
tens of hundreds of thousands of cards you can buy. So it's a great way to add your collection and also get a cool Matt Strom card life card as well. And then the ultimate thing we came up with, we were kind of throwing ideas out, you know, what for the one of one, what's the one of one bounty. So for the platinum one of one, if you scan that in on collects, you'll get an all expenses paid trip to spring training next year. You'll get to sit down for an episode of the card life break a box with Matt on camera and you'll be a segment on the show. So you get to be a TV star if you can hunt down that one of one. And uh, I'm always searching just to see if it, it pops up, but I don't think it's been pulled yet. So it'll be kind of a fun off season search. If somebody doesn't find it in the the near future, they have, you know, until till spring training to track it down. Yeah. I, I really hope it does. It isn't sitting in someone's uh, closet someplace, you know, because people don't open every box they get. So uh, I, I really hope someone opens it. It's really cool guys. It, it's if you, uh, it's the tops update, which is the, the, the new ones that just came out a, uh, a couple weeks ago. And if you pull the Matt Strom, uh, platinum card, it's one one you get to go to spring training on, on, on Brandon and Matt and the, the boys. So it's a really, it's a really cool prize. And, and I'm sure, uh, collects will be involved as well. It's, it's a really great, uh, program. And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking to you during the playoffs, cause because it's just late nights, right? You're just sitting there late nights watching it and hoping that they make it. And I I don't know what happened. I, I thought they were a better team. And I know you had stuff planned for the World Series. And um it's just it's just sad that they didn't that they didn't get to the next level, but maybe maybe next year, because they have a really good team. Yeah, it's the it's the good and the bad about the way we produce these shows, because we're not we don't do them three or four months ahead of time, you know. We were planning that if the Phillies were in the World Series at this time, November 1st, we'd be shooting and filming an episode to come out two weeks from now because it would be timely. I mean, you got your host is playing in the World Series. You want to make that part of that episode. So we were going to film in Dallas or Houston, depending on what happened on the, the other side of the bracket. And that's kind of what we were planning. We had contingency plans in place for what content to use instead. We're going to talk to Matt about these cards. I'm going to talk to him on this next upcoming episode because, because of course he bought those tops now cards. I don't even know if he got any parallels. He was coming back from a hunting trip and he just texted me the other day. And I told him, Oh, they'll probably be there when you get back because they just shipped. So hopefully he got a, a, a parallel card and I'm sure or a, a numbered card. And I'm sure he would be willing to, to purchase it for some, somebody, if anybody else gets those tops now cards that are that are numbered because what a cool moment to be on the mound for the end of a division series clinch and so i'm sure that's going to be one of the the key cards in his collection and i know he ordered both that and the philly celebration one to add to his collection well when you launched back in june of 2021 did you think that um did you think you stumbled upon something great in terms of that it's that was going to become part of the um you know the lore of collecting and, and uh be you know become ingrained in in the hobby and in in baseball as well did you did you see that did was that your your ultimate vision for this the show it was hard to say I, I i wouldn't have expected it would get like this month we had 500 airings for the first time so wow. it's you know we hit the 300 mark and i'm like okay that's the most and then 400 and then 500 i mean there's networks that air it 60 70 times a month so twice a day the the show the an episode is airing of of the card like i never thought it would reach that level i knew it was something that 
there hadn't been a show about in that manner. There's been collectible show. Ken obviously has his his King of Collectible show on Netflix, but it's not completely focused on sports cards. So I knew that that content didn't exist, but it all mattered of if people that were collectors watched it, but also just general sports fans or people that might have collected when they were a kid, if they were interested enough to after the Astros game got done and the card life comes on, do they stick on and watch it? Because they're like, oh, a show about sports cards. I'm going to stick around and watch this. And I think that that's what's happened is we have the collectors watching, but we also have just general sports fans that think it's something different and unique and tune in to watch it. I mean, I still get dozens of emails every week, every two weeks of people that you know, I stumbled upon your show. I haven't looked at my collection in 20 or 30 years. And I never realized how I forgot how fun this is. Like I'm getting back into this. And uh, those are the great emails to get that people just, I mean, once you start going through your cards again, and you're kind of looking up values and what's rare, and then you go buy a pack and then you go buy a box. And next thing you know, you're, you're back into it again. And I think that's kind of happening over and over again, based on the the feedback we get from from the audience all over the country. So I never would have pictured it because I just didn't know if if it would happen that way. I didn't know if we'd get that audience of the general sports fans as well. And I think they make up probably half the audience in addition to to the collectors, which is just a great a great thing for the hobby and people getting back into it and it growing and and getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, I mean, th- you know, Brandon, I don't, I don't want to blow smoke up your ass, so to speak. But <laughs> but the, the beauty of the show is that it's for a collector like me who's been collecting for 50 years, but also the guy that, you know, you know, my mother who just watch, watches the Red Sox game and, and, and says, oh, look, baseball cards. I remember my son collected baseball cards. And I think it's I think the beauty of the show is that it's kind of it has it has a uh extended audience in terms of it's not just the the hardcore collector and i think the the stories that you guys you guys do have a lot of human interest which is nice and it's almost like um you know when you watch the olympics right they watch the olympics and you're watching olympics to, to watch the game but then all of a sudden they, they do all those human interest stories during the olympics and i think you guys have captured that really well i appreciate it that that's the fun thing is the hunt i mean like in Cleveland, we did a story on Terry Klossman, who has this Spirit Keepers project. He's like an artist and a welder, and he he grew up like obsessed with baseball cards and especially memorizing the facts on baseball cards. And then he decides, I'm going to go around and clean up the graves of these players that I idolized as a kid, because if somebody stumbles upon them, it should be a good representation of what this person meant in, in baseball and to their community and stuff. And so there's things like that that yeah, they're not necessarily directly about baseball cards, but they're the the impact that they can have on somebody's life and and what they choose to do to to help their community and support their community. I mean, on social media, I stumbled upon um, Reed Logan in Atlanta, who's a five year old that had a lemonade stand, and then he sells cards at his lemonade stand. Him and his dad built this wood lemonade stand, and they roll it out to the end of the driveway and they announce a time and the neighbors come and buy cards and talk about cards and talk about baseball. And those are the things that are just so much fun to find and then go out and be able to sit. You know, I was at the Logan's house for probably three hours (laughs) seeing their collection and having them set up and seeing them talk with neighbors. And I ended up inside conversations with, you know, people that were talking to me about going to minor league games and they saw Cal Ripken play in the minors and they saw 
you know, Henry Aaron play and all these things. It's just, I mean, it's so enjoyable to me as someone who, who loves cards, loves the hobby, loves sports history. Um, I, I just love the hunt and finding those unique stories. And it's good to hear that that's what people enjoy as well. You know, we're obviously going to mention what the value of cards is because people are interested in that, but it's more just about how there's so many aspects to the hobby. And I don't think there's a lot of hobbies that are like that. Like, I don't think that, um, I mean, if you take a, a stamp collecting or, you know, I'm trying to think of other examples, right. but I don't think there's as many hobbies where you could go to any city and find 15 to 20 just cool human interest stories related to that that aren't necessarily about the cards, but they're kind of the impact of the cards. And those are the things that every trip I look forward to going to do and meeting people and and then having those relationships where I'm getting messages from people from two years ago when something happens. Oh, we're rooting for Matt. We hope that this is going to go good tonight. And and that's the stuff that's just fun to to build and see that community all over the country. One of my favorite stories was the Cleveland story about the Cavaliers drafting their first team with basketball cards. How, how did that come about? Because it's not something, you know, I've been a fan forever, but I don't remember ever hearing anything about that. You know, that was one where, and, and that's what I've kind of learned, and I've produced shows forever, and I've kind of learned, especially since the, the boom of the internet, this didn't happen before all of that happened. But when I'm searching for a story in a place like Cleveland, if I'm just looking through what has been reported in the past, the first five or six pages, like on a Google search, are all going to be related to the pandemic and this sports card store is having a boom. And and, you know, the this kid found a valuable card in in, you know, a small town in Ohio or something like that. But once you dig really, really deep, that one was just an excerpt from a book about Bill Fitch that mentioned that it was just a little tiny wow. thing that happened to show up on page 16 or 17 of a Google search about sports cards and and Cleveland. And then from there, I research, you know, is is this assistant coach still alive? He had just passed away like six weeks before that. But his son was involved in athletics. So I contacted Bowling Green where his dad had worked. They had the contact information for the son. I reached out to the son. He was super excited about telling that story. And and, you know, the book the book thing was just like two paragraphs about it, but I got to talk to the son for 30 minutes and kind of hear that whole experience of having the, the head coach and the assistant coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers come over, sit down on their shag carpet in the basement. They're setting out basketball cards to decide who to draft in the first draft of, of the NBA for the Cavaliers. It's like a and, fantasy basketball draft. That I they, mean, just, they, right. And just the fact that back then you just realized they couldn't search on the internet you know, they had plenty of scouting reports on college players, but it had never been thought of before to scout the other NBA players because, you know, the expansion hadn't happened in years. And there wasn't really at the time players weren't trading teams. They were staying with the same team. And so, you know, the, the assistant coach seeing the, his son with basketball cards, what are those? Those are basketball cards. Go And then Bill Fitch says, go to the store and buy every pack you can possibly find. So that's the other funny thing. It's not like they had a complete set. So they were only... Yeah scouting these players based on whatever they pulled out of the, oh, yeah, the, the back door. Door. It was awesome. I mean, just, it, it was just such a funny story. And the son also saying, I only collected baseball cards. So I thought it was just dumb. He's like, why is my dad and, and this coach going through basketball cards? Like, nobody even cares about basketball cards. And then, uh, you know, that ended up being the Cavaliers team as some of those players that they, they saw the stats on basketball cards. In fact, they said they put them in a briefcase and carried them to the draft and were using them when they were actively drafting 
the first Cleveland Cavaliers team. So that that stuff's just so so it's much just fun. Fun. It's, it's just needed. funny how it's such a different time, right? It was a, yeah. a different time in the in the sixties and seventies before. You, you know, I I just remember um, stories about Red Auerbach drafting, and then you know he it was him, and he was just in a room, and he'd be picked. Okay, I'm I'm going to take Bill Russell, and, and no one ever knew who the hell he was. You know, just crazy. Yeah, the analytics that are involved today of just having numbers of everything and, and you know, NFL combines and, and you know, workouts and all that kind of I stuff. Know. And they were just picking blindly. Oh, this guy, well, this guy's tall. He'd probably yeah. be a good center. Let's pick Yeah, they him. were just having having fun. Hey, yeah. um, I know you, you've got Atlanta just got released. Where where else are you guys going for the rest of the year? Let's see. So uh, the we're going to do the theme of November is going to be postseason baseball. So like I said, we were kind of waiting to see what was going to happen with the World Series. So we have a couple stores stories that revolve around Texas, which ties obviously the the Rangers still playing in the World Series. We interviewed Danny Noonan, who was a former Cowboy player and did uh, we're doing this new feature called My Cardboard Timeline, where we talk to a former player and have them. We put up a, a photo of their cards or have them hold their card and they just talk about the photo or a fact on the back or oh, I love something that. like that. Yeah, we did it with Glendon Rush, who's a collector who pitched in Major League Baseball for 11 or 12 seasons. And I think I interviewed him for 45 minutes. It ends up being a shorter segment on the show, but it's so much fun to have them talk about you know, something somebody said about him on the back of the card or Glendon had a, a photo where he's hitting on the front, which is very rare, obviously, for a pitcher. And he he was able to say, oh, you know what? That was when I grounded out to third base in my first game at Wrigley Field. I thought I had my first career hit, but the third baseman who was this person made a great play and threw me out. And that's just from looking at the photo on the card and and seeing where his swing was at. So uh, we did that with Danny Noonan. And we're going to have a Another great story of a guy who collected all of the R.L. Laughlin Fleer sets from like 1963 to 1980. And okay. so it's kind of like those fun facts about players and World Series. Yeah, the, the World moments. Series ones. That the, yeah. yeah. So he has the complete set, including all of the really rare ones. Um, so we're going to interview him to kind of tie that that postseason thing into it. I'm going to talk to Matt about his Tops Now cards and what he's going to collect in the offseason and where he's at. And then uh, the month after that, we're going to New Jersey. And one of the cool stories, again, that took some digging to find is uh, there's two artists that were responsible for a lot of the Fleer inserts in basketball in the 1990s, created a lot of the artwork for those cards. And uh, they both live, it's a husband and wife that live in New Jersey. And so they're going to be one of the people we feature in uh, in our December episode from New Jersey. And then we'll just kind of play it by ear and see where things take us. Matt at least has a couple months that he can go to non-major league cities before he goes to spring training. So we'll figure out where we're gonna gonna fly to and film some episodes after that. Very neat. I, you know what? It's funny. I always I I interview former athletes all the time, and I always ask them about uh, if, when they were playing. Did they ever go out and purchase cards? You know, packs of cards in the grocery store. And I never. I think I've gotten one yes out of you know a hundred guys that I've asked. These some of these guys that you, you they you know they they like the cards they they're they're honored to get uh, autograph requests but when they were playing they never opened cards to get their own card their own card and I find that amazing and a lot of them regret it that's the thing I hear more than anything else is I wish I would have thought of it I could have got you know autographs from teammates and people yep. I played against and all that kind of stuff like. Danny Noonan. So I went to interview Danny Noonan. He lives here in, in Nebraska because he's a former Cornhusker. And I was interviewing him for some other Husker related stuff. 
And so I said, you know, can I do this other cardboard timeline thing with you? And, you know, do you collect any of your cards? And he just points and right over his bar, he has framed about 15 of his cards from his career. So, you know, it's one of those things where, and he said the same thing that he didn't collect at the time, but now it's important to his kids to get all of his cards and, and all the variations that he has. And it has a nice frame of them that's above the the bar in their basement. So yeah, that's the thing you hear more than anything else, yep. uh, with the exception of like a Glenn and Rush who's trying to go back now and collect all of his cards. And there weren't as many inserts and parallels and things like that during his career, but he's been able to track down some and been able to reach out to some people that had some really rare cards that he'd been looking for. And they were super excited that Glenn and Rush was trying to find his own card and helped him out to find other ones. So yeah, that's one of the really really fun things. And I think judging by what Matt talks about with just teammates in the clubhouse, I think that's really changed and won't be that way. When you ask people 10 to 20 years from now, there's just so many more collectors in the game. I mean, Matt is constantly opening up cards with guys in the clubhouse. They're always on apps and opening packs on some of the, the apps where you can buy into breaks and stuff like that. It's, it's really changed. I think just because of you know, mainstream media highlighting cards and the value of cards and how cool they can be and how fun they are to collect. And so that's just kind of grown and and what been one of the really cool things to see. Yeah. And I mean, you got to remember these kids, they're kids, they're 20 year old kids and they're not, they're not, you know, they're not 45 year old guys like, like you and I, they're, they're 20 year old kids that, that are, that are still collecting. And, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of kids in that, that age group that are collecting. It's funny. Um, I never remember Scott Hunter. He was a quarterback. He was he, he went to uh, Alabama. He played for the Packers and stuff. And he was one of those guys that he'd say, "Yeah, I used to go to all these these uh, golf tournaments with Neil Armstrong and all these guys." And I just Hank Aaron. And I just never got I never got any autographs from any of these guys. And I I kicked uh, I kicked myself. What what was I thinking back then? Yeah. yeah, I think you get in that mode where you're just concentrated on that, and you probably don't appreciate the fact that there's going to be a day that I'm not going to be walking into a clubhouse with Hall of Famers, and I'm not yeah. going to be, you know, going to golf tournaments and and playing against some of the greats of all time. I think you probably just don't even think about it at the moment, but I, I just can't believe how much you hear the people that say, man, why wasn't I thinking that at the time? And, you know, it's funny in terms of the hobby, we've kind of slowed down uh, from the pandemic when we when things were going kind of, uh, you know, Internet speed. And we kind of I think I think it's kind of pulled back a little, which it, which I think is a good thing. Um, but I, I think we're still healthy as a hobby, don't you, in terms of the new cards that are getting released and uh, vintage people collecting vintage cards. And I still I still think we're we're, we're a healthy hobby. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I think there was just such an influx. And I think you've seen it happen with cryptocurrency you've seen it happen with nba top shot that there were nfts there was this period where people yeah. were just navigating to whatever they could make quick money on and cards was that way for 12 months 18 months where you'd go buy a box at target for 20 dollars and flip it for 40 dollars online that's just the way it was and that's not sustainable like that's never going to happen and so i think a lot of that has moved on to other things but the great thing is is that you know telling these stories that's how you get people long term into the hobby is people being interested in hearing a cool story and say i want to go collect that player i want to go collect that set i want to pursue you know i want to start collecting all the players who grew up in my state or were born in my state like that's how you get long-term health is just people collecting for a love of collecting like 
it's going to come and go. There's going to be ebbs and flows of people being able to make more money in the hobby and, and things like that. But you have to have that base that just loves collecting, loves going yeah. through their cards, loves talking about their cards, talking to other people about their cards. And as long as we're getting more of those people in, then, you know, those ebbs and flows can occur and that can help those people that are collecting if they want to sell and go for a, a bigger card. But I think, I think we're healthy. I think that there's more people than ever that are, that are joining it and just enjoying buying a pack or a box a week. And, and that's really how you, I don't know about the 10 X growth and that discussion. Um, <laughs> I think that, some of that is including all those people that were just kind of interested in the the flipping game for a while, but the long-term health is these people that are in it and, and want to do it for 10, 20, 30 years and, and continue to do it just because they think that it's a, a great hobby, a great pastime and and something fun to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm sure you get asked all the time, uh, especially young young uh, collectors and, and parents, uh, you know, what should I collect? What should I buy? Where, 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 you know, and I always tell people just collect what you love. Don't worry about the value. The value will come later. It's just if you love what you're collecting, uh, that's a win. And then the if it, it becomes valuable uh, after the fact and that's even that's a that's a that's a bonus don't 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 collect to 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 get that million dollar card just collect for whatever you love and if if you love uh you know kansas city royals just collect the kansas city royals and have fun and then you know what there's a george brett in there and there's a you know there's a john mayberry or whoever whoever the the valuable card is it, it, it comes to you yeah, I mean the thing the thing I think is that I have cards that are valuable that are my best cards from a value standpoint, but 20 years from now I'm more likely to pull out a card of Brandon Marsh and talk about when we opened cards in Arizona with Brandon Marsh yep. and he had never opened cards before and he was opening each one and tossing it on the table and Matt is just cringing like <laughs> what are you doing to these cards? You don't do that. Like that that card of Brandon Marsh that's going to be worth 50 cents 20 years from now is a card that's going to bring up a cool memory. And so I think that's the thing is if you have those cards that have some kind of a tie or a memory or a moment of a player that really meant a lot to you, that's what you're going to pull open and get those sentimental feelings someday, not because it, this one's worth $1,000 instead of 25 cents. That's right, the, I agree. You know, that's the key to to all of this and really, really enjoying it. Do you, you know, you've done so many stories now. Do you have a story that really surprised you that, you know, you, you kind of go in with a preconceived notion of, oh, this story is going to be about this or this story is going to be about that. Did did you have a story that really surprised you and, and kind of touched you emotionally or, or 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 hit a nerve for you? The the Cans Can Ministry, which I, I think I'm have you had the the gentleman from Cans Can Ministry, Greg Poole, I on your not. show before. So it's a it's a small town in Illinois. We did this on our Illinois episode that was just this last summer. And uh, we filmed in Chicago with Matt. And this is one of the stories where I drove down to to this location. And um Greg's story was one where he was a collector, he had a lot of trauma in his childhood. And uh, one of the things he was involved in in kind of his teenage years was collecting. And he was also part of like a Meals on Wheels program in his community. And he had decided that he didn't want to live his life anymore and was going to commit suicide. Well, he decided he was going to go sell his cards to raise some money to help pay for these Meals on Wheels since he wasn't going to be around to help with this anymore. And, you know, something kept him from doing it. And 
he's sitting in his car and sees these cards that he was going to go sell. And he thought, I wonder if there's another way I can use these cards to do good. And that 20 years ago started Cans Can Ministries, where every cent that he makes from his shop that's open a couple days a week, he's yep. a teacher. And so it's not his his full time thing goes back into paying for things in the community. There's a, a store where teachers in the community can come by, just grab supplies off the shelf for free. There's kind of a food bank there where people in community that need food can come in and get it. So someone who cards were a part of their life, in some ways they kind of saved his life. And now that's what he does is he uses cards to support his community and raise hundreds of thousands of dollars to help one of the most impoverished areas in in Illinois. I mean, that was one of those stories where going down there, my daughter was actually traveling with me at the time and getting to meet Greg and see his passion. His family came in to the store when we were there. And uh, again, just how cards can kind of transcend so many things beyond just collecting that he he found a passion and a way to help people. And now that's what that's what he does to support his community and his region. That was one of the really cool kind of touching stories from from the last couple of years. Yep, no, I remember seeing the story and I should I should reach out to Greg because I think he'd be a great guest. Guys, uh, speaking with Brandon Russell, Brandon is a creator and producer of The Card Life. It is thecardlifetv.com is the website. He is also on YouTube. He is on uh, Instagram and Twitter or X, whatever we want to call it, at The Card Life TV. Follow him on social media. Uh, it is uh, They have a new episodes every month month and it airs nationally on um all uh Bally sports network and uh here in new england on nesson and on masson and uh in new york on msg uh i don't know where else where else are you guys showing yeah there's 26 <laughs> networks all across the country i always say like the the networks that your favorite teams play on is what what we're on and that's really what's been so good is they cut the shows on so much before and after games. So you get that carryover audience and that that's what's just been awesome. And for those networks to place it in that spot because they know people are going to watch. That's, that's what, what's been really, really good. Yeah. Make sure you follow him on social media. Uh, they post all the time. They have a great, um, promotion they're running with collects right now. It's a scan back program. So if you pull Matt Strom's card on, uh, update series, and I, you know what? I don't have the, his card number, but it's, it's a, US 226 is what the card number is. US 226. If you pull Matt's card, scan it into the collects and they'll give you $5 just to spend in their marketplace. And there's also, if you get any of the other ones, any of the other inserts, there's more money involved. And there is a uh, promotion going on that if you pull the, uh, what is it, the parallel? No, pa platinum one of platinum one. one. Mm -hmm. The platinum one of one, you can win a trip to spring training 2024, spring training beyond uh, the show, open cards with Matt, meet Matt, and uh, it's a really great prize. So, uh, you know, and you get to keep the card. You don't have to give it up to anyone. All you have to do is scan it in. It's a, real, it's a really fun promotion. So good luck, everyone. Uh, it's Tops Update, and I believe they're going to have it with Tops uh, Chrome Update, right? Because it's it's basically the same card except it it's Chrome. So we'll we'll 
we'll we'll have to add that to your collection, right? And and past gets are included, Jeff. So if you if you pull the platinum one one, you know, <laughs> we'll see at spring training. I know you'll probably want to go watch a few other teams down there at the same time, but but you know, you you're not excluded because you've been on the card life in the past. You, All right, you thank you. Brandon, Brandon Drew and I are gonna be spending uh we're gonna we're gonna doing spring training this year. So we, we get awesome. the end, end of February, beginning of March, we're gonna be I, I'm spending the whole month of February, March in Florida. Drew's gonna come down. So oh, maybe we'll see we'll you for sure then. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah. see you then. That's great. So maybe we'll try to make a, uh go see the Philadelphia Phillies and and uh stop stop in and say hi to you. We I, I spring training is my favorite thing. The best thing about baseball and life is spring training. If you guys haven't been to spring training, you don't know what you're missing. It is it is so much fun. It was uh, when I worked for the the Royals, the Mariners, and the the Rays in my previous life when I was a video producer for those teams we would film as much stuff as we could at spring training because the guys are so relaxed. Yep. And like once the season starts, they're so laser focused that it's hard to get them to do stuff. So we would go down there for a week and film enough content for all 81 home games. We'd do interviews and fun things and commercial shoots. And we would get as much content as we could because we knew once the season started, we couldn't ask guys for very much time. But man, spring training, it's just a whole different mindset. I think it is the same thing for getting autographs and fans. They're just, yeah. I, you know what? I don't even relax. care. I was down uh, with tr twin spring training last year. Right. And I'm just sitting there watching and Tony Oliva was uh, just watching uh, Joey Gallo hit or something. And I literally spent, I don't know, a half hour, 45 minutes talking baseball with Tony Oliva. Yeah, exactly. That's incredible. It, it's so much fun. So I, you know what guys check them out. The card, like, Card, the card live tv.com um all the shows are on youtube up to what is it 30 days after yeah uh, 30 days after they air on tv we put on them TV. on youtube so anybody that's not in a market that has a, a network or doesn't get the the cable networks that have those rsns they can watch it as well yeah and there's what how many episodes do you have now brandon Oh boy. So let's see, we are on 26. We're about 30 episodes in, 31 episodes in, I think this upcoming month. Right. So. And they're, they're all available on YouTube. Check them out. The stories are so much fun. My, going from the uh, tops, no black, which was one of you, I think was one of your first stories all the way to net to, to the Cleveland shows, to the Atlanta shows. There's just so many great stories uh, to watch. And uh, you can get lost in it because it is such a fun show. It's one, again, it's one of my favorite shows, Brandon. I really enjoy your work. I appreciate you coming on with us again. Um, you know, keep up the good work and uh, we will, we'll, we'll be in touch. I'm sure. Thank you so much, Jeff. Appreciate everything you do for the hobby as well. It's all about, you know, supporting collectors and telling great stories. And that's what you do as well. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Brandon. I'll talk to you later. Scanning and cataloging your collection has never been easier, thanks to the free Collects app. Join over 1 million other collectors in digitizing and pricing your collection. Once you've scanned some cards, you can easily list them for sale or buy from other collectors. And now you can even get your first $5 to spend on the app by just scanning a card, adding it to your collection, and listing it for sale. Download Collects, that's Collects, C-O-L-L-X, free on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store today. Well, my friend, it was great to talk with Brandon. I know uh, you enjoy the show as much as I do, and he's um, he's a big uh, proponent of the hobby. And, and uh, he, you know, they're always looking for cool storylines, and it's just a, a fun show. And um, yeah, I, you watch just about every month, don't you? Uh, just about. I've missed the last couple of them there, but I'll definitely be getting caught up on YouTube here pretty soon. I'm sure. 
Well, well Brandon, thank you for, for, for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, guys, I want to just remind everyone, we were going to, next Saturday, we're going to be doing appraisals with Les. So if you have anything that you'd like Les to give his opinion on in terms of value and in terms of uh, validity of an autograph, I need to uh, just send in a description and a picture, a couple pictures to us. Send it to us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. I would say send it to us by like the end of the day, Wednesday of uh, of this week, of no, the next week, of next week, of the Wednesday coming up. And then we will do an appraisal show uh, the fall, on that Saturday. So next Saturday, we'll have Les doing appraisals. So please send in your items. Uh, Les will do it. doesn't cost you anything. And it's, uh, Les has been collecting for over 60 years. And he just he just, uh, he knows this stuff. And he does research on it. And uh, he does a really great job on it. So please, if you have anything you'd like to get Les's opinion on in terms of value and on validity of autograph, please send it to us at ptmcast at yahoo.com. Thank you. And we'll have less do the appraisals. All right. That wraps up Collector's Corner. Next up, my favorite new segment, Drew's Rant and Rave. All right. I'm going, I'm in the I'm in the dark just as much as you guys are this on this one. Drew doesn't let me know what he's gonna talk about. So Drew, the 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 chair is yours. The mic is yours. You're up. All right. Well, so earlier this week. I want to give a big thumbs up once again, a big thank you to a friend of the show, Alex Router. He's a big listener of it. And he said, hey, I've got a bunch of TTMable cards that you might be interested in. I'll send them to you for the cost of uh, cost of postage. And I'm like, yes, I'll gladly take them. Thank you. And I got to go through them this week. And so once again, big thanks to Alex for that. This has, no, this has nothing to do with him. It just gives us background on this whole thing. I'm looking through there, and there's all sorts of stuff all, all over the place. I mean, some stuff from like into the 80s, all the way up to like fairly new stuff, last couple of years or so. A lot of it, though, was late 80s or late 90s, uh, like 98, 99 or so. And included among them, a small stack of Skybox Thunder cards. It was the only year that they did Skybox Thunder for baseball. And, I mean, you look at the front, and it's decent design. You know, typical, like, late 90s kind of stuff yep, going on. Gl glossy finish. Yep. Glossy finish, a little bit of foil on there. It's got a kind of a generic background on all of them. That's, I mean, you can compare these two, for example. It's the exact same background on them, so cut out photo and everything. But... It was in the front that was the problem. I went to the back, and whoever decided to write the backs of these cards decided it would be a good idea to wrap them. Not like <laughs> wrap them, like, you know, like put them or like make sure they fit in around the photo, like they're W R A P P E D. No, I mean wrap like hip hop. Hey. My God. I don't know who came up with this, and I don't I don't know who greenlighted it either. Whoever greenlighted it, I hope got fired the next week. Whoever wrote these things, I, I'd like to meet them so I can break their nose. Because I mean, listen to some of these things that they're that they're doing on these on these reps. So we're gonna go, okay. I, I need a little bit of extra light here to be able to pull this off here. Uh where we the flashlight out. Do you need a beat? Do you need a beat in the background? I've got no because <laughs> I mean some of these things I can't even figure out what the beat would possibly be. Now, this one, Daryl Ward at least rhymes. Daryl Ward, former outfielder for the Astros and a couple other teams. Not very long of a career. This is right when he's coming up, and here's what they wrote on the back. You've been striking a pose with the Strohs, and we like what we see, bro. How about some more of that, yo? <laughs> what the crap? Okay. Okay, you don't, you don't rhyme. When you're rapping, you don't rhyme A-A-A-A. You go like A-A-B-B-C-C-D-D or something like that. You know, maybe an internal rhyme. A-B-A-B. Oh, hey, you'll get fancy with it. You don't go the same freaking rhyme in four lines right in a row. Uh, some of the, some of the, so, you know, it sounds like some, some junior copywriter had an idea and, and just did it without anyone paying attention to it. Yeah. 
to go on top of this, okay, let's go to let's go to JT Snow's part. JT Snow, switch hitting for switch hitting first baseman later, decided to only bat left hand later on. And they referenced that in here. Oh, and by the way, the word skills is always spelled with a Z on it. S-K-I-L-L-Z. <laughs> so just I mean, this gets even worse the more you look at it. You got skills that are coming down right like rain. You're hitting strictly from the left side next year, but your game is still all right. It doesn't even rhyme. There is no rhyme in this. What? I, okay. Brian, maybe it gets better with Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson, at least, I will give the props that right there, Brian Anderson, back of his part, mentions the town of Geneva, Ohio, which I've been to a lot. I used to play some soccer games there against Geneva Middle School when I was a kid. Brian Anderson is from there. Always one of my favorites, just because of that. So he is the first pick of the expansion draft in 1997, going into 98. The D-backs made you the first player selected in the expansion draft, and your game is fatter than William Howard Taft. Okay. Are, I, 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 uh, is I, any I, kid going to know Howard, who Howard Taft is? Right. I get, okay, maybe you're trying to educate the kids, but no, not, 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 not like this. Not, no. Oh, jeez. Okay. I, I got to find another one. There was another one I was thinking of off of here, and I'm trying to remember where it went now. I, I grabbed a stack from that I thought were like more egregiously bad than the others. In fact, there's 11 of them in it. Shows that like, oh, geez, this is not this is not a good idea. Levon Hernandez just came off, you know, winning the World Series MVP a couple years before. You're a real true player with a fat game. That's P H A T, by the way, on fat, of course, with a fat game that's bigger than the Himalayas, and your game is still climbing. You just run player player. It has E R. They didn't say P L A Y A. Player with Himalayas. Are you, Drew? Yeah, I, you, you, we gotta do some research on this. How, how did that? This is upper. This is upper deck, right? Uh, it's now owned by upper deck. Back when Skybox was still independent, I think owned by Fleer at the time. They're still apart from upper deck. Oh, okay. But yeah, now they're owned by upper deck. I don't know if they if they took this person on with them. I hope they didn't, because my God, Troy Gloss is in the house. Those do this, not rhyme. Drew, this is a great article for Sports Collectors Daily. Well, I will say when I was looking through this because. The more I read these, I'm like, wait a second. I'm either having like a really bad case of deja vu in like the one time that I saw this 30, 20 years ago or something. And no, I found out that these the series Sports Cards for Insane People, which was a short-lived series on, uh, I think it's like SB Nation. John Boys wrote it. And John Boys is freaking hilarious. John Boys actually did a series on some of these cards and quoting them and just like, he came up with like the rap name of the person who wrote them and all this other stuff and was like, oh my God, this is absolutely amazing. So if you have a chance, if you want to expound on, on this rant that I've been going on here, go and look that up because if I continue with this anymore, I'm going to have a freaking coronary here trying to read <laughs> through these and think it makes sense of some of them. So just one last one. Dimitri Young starts out with, yeah, big boy. And that, 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 that I don't even need to go any further than that. That's just bad enough. I mean, you put five O's and five Y's into there along with it. I'm just, uh, yeah. Like I said, I was going to stop here before I have a stroke. If you want to read more, go and look up John Boyce's uh, column on it there from, from Sports Cards for Insane People. Just, I think, honestly, if you plug in, like, Skybox Thunder wrapping into uh, into Google, it'll, like, take you right to that. Or just, you know, put John Boyce's name in with it or Sports Cards for Insane People. And, oh, my God. But, yeah, there's my rant for the week is coming across these things and just going, my God, the hell did this? I think if I remember right now when I first stumbled across them, I sent the link to it over to uh, one of the guys over in our editorial department. I said, if any of you ever do this on a card, I'm coming back and beating all of you. <laughs> and fortunately, I've avoided it up there at Panini. So good on them. But yeah, that's that's 
I feel cleansed after letting that. It's just amazing. It's amazing that even you know whatever twenty years ago or twenty five years ago that it could get get by any uh, by enough people to sign off on that to say, oh, I got a great idea. Let, let's have rap on the back of a baseball card. Yeah, and somebody looks and goes, "Beautiful, Charlie, go with it." And oh, geez. yeah, that's a great idea. Hey. Yeah. All right, bud. Well, that that is Drew's rant and rave. Thank you, buddy. We we love that one. I think I think there's an article in there for Sports Collectors Daily, my friend. There might be. I've got to try to figure out how not to, you know, completely steal what John Boyce did there, but there that that might work. Yeah. Very cool. All right, bud. Well, that that closes up Drew's rant and rave. That's what that's one of our new segments. Well, we do that periodically. Every and every once in a while, Drew hits like a, a boiling point, and once we get that boiling point, then we get then we get the rant and rave, right? Yes, exactly. And I had a few things I could have gone with for this one. This one just hit the hit the right spot. I'm like, we're we're doing this one. Yeah. Very, very good. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right, Drew, time for Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by CGC Cards. All card grading, all in one place. Certified guaranteed company, CGC, devoted to the expert grading of collectible cards. Visit cgccards.com today. All right, Drew, we have some October numbers. We have some numbers from CGC as well. Uh, Month-end numbers from our friends at Gemrate.com. Yes, good to see the numbers here because, you know, we've been without CGC for a little bit there on the weekly updates, so great to have a monthly number right here for them. So through the usual order, PSA, we'll start with them. 1.2 million cards graded by them in October. Slightly down, actually, a 1% drop in their numbers over September. CGC, though, as we just said, 272,000 cards went through there. They nearly doubled their production since September. That's an 85% increase during the month of October. Uh, SGC seeing a small increase as well, 12% up for them, 129,000 cards across uh, their, their offices there. And Beckett, a 22% increase for them too, 75,000 cards that they have graded. So if you're trying to do the math on that, let's see here. That is about 1.5. Six, about 1.7 million cards total yeah. across those four companies. That's awesome, and I love when when Beckett's up. That's great for everyone. I think when when because they they kind of go up and down a lot, and I love to see them have a, a good month. So, congratulations, guys, and CGC, congratulations, nice nice number as well. Thank you. We get our our, our grading numbers from Gemrate.com, and of course, Gemrate.com gives us the the big, the big three. This week's Big Three is brought to you by Gemrate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at Gemrate.com. All right, guys, this is exclusive grading numbers from our friends at Gemrate.com. We get the three risers and fallers from the previous previous week. This week, I'm kind of all, all over the board in terms of, of where our risers and fallers are coming from. The three risers we had, Mookie Betts was up 67%. Mookie Betts, I don't know. He, he, uh, you think he's going to the Hall of Fame? I think he's got a very good chance at it. At least he's gotten off to a great start toward it. I think so too. I, I I'm a big Mookie fan, so that's cool. Mookie was up sixty seven percent. Dak Prescott, your Dak Prescott from the the Dallas Cowboys, up sixty two percent. And Caleb Williams, who was uh, a USC quarterback, is going to probably be the number one draft pick, right? In fact, I yeah. saw a quote from him that he wants ownership stake on whoever ta- whoever takes him. I heard that. Yeah, that's that's a lot to ask for. <laughs> yeah, that's ballsy for a 20, 21-year-old kid, don't you think? Yeah, 
it is, but I mean, hey, it's a great idea. And if you get a team who's willing to go for it, all right, that you're you're in the money for a long time. Then. Yeah, and I guess if if they do do that, then the you know if Caleb Williams gets drafted by the I don't know New Orleans Saints, and you know what, you're a New Orleans Saint for life if they're giving you a percentage of the team, right? Either that, or you got to have some kind of an out clause to get out of that if they uh, if they trade you or if they decide uh, if you decide to sign elsewhere. Yeah, well, Caleb Williams was up 58%. Uh, for the second straight week, uh, Panini Instant Card, which is a uh, a card of 750 copies of Victor Webinyai's, uh Panini Instant Draft Night card were up. So a um, lot, of, lot of people interested in Webinyai's card. And uh, he, I saw him last night. He looks good. He looks like he's the real thing. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to see him yet, but I've always heard good reviews from a lot of people on him so far. All right, buddy, who were the fallers? Following this week, we've got a, a soccer-heavy week here. Uh, Lionel Messi down 28% as, uh, as our first one on there. Kind of a little surprise there. As you know, he's been in MLS. You'd think that maybe the maybe the luster's worn off a little bit on the grading front there with him. Also down a bit this week, Keegan Murray of the Sacramento Kings, a 31% drop for him. And also down Erling Holland, Norwegian soccer player, also plays, I believe, for Manchester City. 36% drop for him. A little bit of surprise there, but... Hey, these guys move around a bit, and so who knows? May see a couple of them back up again here pretty soon. Yeah, oh, Sacramento, where you, you your career goes to die, right? No, nothing ever yeah. good happens to guys that go to Sacramento. It seems like it, but at the same time, I mean, it, people used to say the same thing about Golden State for quite a while, and they they managed to do all right. I know, you know what? It's funny because um, they have a real passionate fan base. You yeah, know when they, they when when they get make the playoffs, the the place goes crazy, and I I think they even during the regular season they have they have a great following so um it just it has it has some luster uh goes off of player when he when he goes to sacramento for some reason yeah bizarre all right but well that wraps up making the grade and the big three we thank um gemrate.com for the statistics uh drew next up we'll do ttm cast stamp of approval did you know you could get your cards graded for under $10 with CGC cards? That's right. With an elite membership, bulk grading costs just $9.60 per card. It's one of the best deals in grading. CGC cards has a reputation built on trust with their expert and impartial service for sports, non-sports, and trading card games. For less than $10, you can get your cards graded with an elite membership at cgccards.com. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. You know what? I'm going to let you do yours first. I'm really interested in yours. All right, cool. Yeah. So mine is for a couple of record stores in the area. There's actually three of mine I'm having to go to over the last two days. So one of the things for the celebrity softball game that I'm going to is uh, one of the guys playing in it is a guy known as the DOC. He's a famous rapper of the late eighties on into the early nineties a bit. He only really, I think put out like one solo album during his heyday. Because he actually, I think, was involved in like a car accident, like crushed his throat just about, and kind of ruined his uh, speech for a while, his delivery and all that. But apparently, he's gotten back to recording again, so good for him. He's gonna be playing in this uh, celebrity uh, uh, softball game as well. So I thought, hey, maybe I should go out and see if I can find one of his albums and get that signed. And I went around everywhere, but uh, had no luck finding one. But I wanted to give a major shout out to the three record stores here in the Arlington area: CD Warehouse, really great, a uh, lot of stuff in there. Growl is one of my favorite ones because they're kind of a smaller shop, but they also host uh, shows there and everything. I've been in bands that have played there twice so far, and it's always a, it's a fun place to watch shows, even. 
And the biggest one I want to mention was Forever Young Records, which I had heard advertised on the radio a few times on the uh, local independent uh, radio station. Never had a chance to check it out, but my God, walking in there was almost overwhelming when I stepped in there. You've got these whole rows of CDs, these whole rows of records, walls of old tapes and stuff. And it's so well organized in there. It's all like alphabetical. It's broken down like by era and even by genre a little bit. So you can find like, if you're looking for like 1970s country, they've got a row of just 70s country. If you're looking for like hip hop on vinyl, they've got a section for that. You name it, it's in there. It's broken down well, sorted in order by a musician and everything or band or whoever. And God, it, I, I could have spent hours in there and probably found a whole ton of stuff. And one of the things I like with CD Warehouse, they actually had a, a specific punk section in there. It's like, oh, I could I could get crazy on there if I wanted to. <laughs> One day, what couldn't I, I? I'm trying to keep the trying try to keep from spending a whole lot of money in there at all, and just trying not to spend a whole ton of time in there either. Because Jen just wanted to wait out in the car. I'm like, I can't just leave her there, and I've got to get back and do the show. Oh, now she tells me I could have. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't want to leave her in the car, and I had to get back there and do the show and all that, get dinner and all. So it's like, all right. I'm definitely going to have to come back there again and spend a lot more time in there. So my TTM cast staff approval for the week is any kind of independent record stores and specifically Forever Young Records in Grand Prairie, Texas. Yeah, you know, vinyl has been huge in our in my house for a long time. My kids, both my daughter and my son, love vinyl, so they always pick up vinyl. We have a, a used book bookstore down the street from us, and they have a whole section of um, used records. You can go in there and, like, you know, on – I think they say it starts on Saturday, and I think Saturdays they're like five bucks, but if you go in on Friday, they're like a dollar. Oh wow! So they have the, I, I've uh, I've gotten some cool um, sports records there. You know, oh yeah, the the, old, the Red Sox nineteen sixty seven records, the Bruins, Celtics. They have they have all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, you get them for a dollar or two dollars. It's it's great. So I I I'm a big fan of vinyl. True. So that's one of my cool. biggest regrets of my childhood is that my parents around nineteen ninety or so took all of their records and put them on the cassette tapes and then like donated them to the library after that. Oh. Like, oh, there's so much stuff I know was in there and everything. I mean, they had like uh, Alice's Restaurant, Arlo Guthrie, the whole album of that with the just just Alice's Restaurant itself on the A side and the B side has like six songs on it just to show you how long the song was. But like stuff like that that was in there. It's like, oh, God, I would love to have that now. Yeah, my daughter's really into sixties. Um, she yep. she loves the Beach Boys and the Beatles, the Monkeys, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. So she has a lot of that on vinyl, which is really really cool. And my son son likes um like comedy, like old Robin Williams and those yes, those, there you go. those kind of ones. So it's really cool. So I we're we're big into vinyl in my family. So very cool. All right, thank you, Drew. My stamp of approval is a documentary on Netflix. It's called um, It Ain't Over. It's the Yogi Berra documentary, and it's really cool. Um, you know, everyone knows Yogi Berra, right? He's been, uh, you know, all the World Series and the Yankees and manager for the Mets and the, the Yankees and all sorts of stuff. And it was just really neat to, to see they, they, they uh, his granddaughter, as well as granddaughter, was the producer of it, and they covered his whole life, so basically all his time in the service, and uh, they talked about him, you know, play, growing up with Joe Garagiola, and they talked about him, uh, you know, playing, coming up as a Yankee, and becoming, you know, the the inspiration for Yogi Bear, and just all the, you know, the y- Yogi Bear with Yoo-Hoo, and just everything, you name it, and then they all, they, they went to his, uh, f- his managing, his coaching, and fighting with George Steinbrenner, and it was just, just a great 
great documentary and his, you know his family was, was really behind it so they had access to all this stuff that most other people wouldn't have had and i just it's a really uh really good good documentary i know they had played it uh in the movie theater and now it's available on netflix it's a good i want to say it's a good hour and a half plus so it's it's you need, you gotta you get, get dedicated a little time but it's really worth it i i, I do you know i watched the whole thing the other day and i just say wow it, it was it, you know you learned something about a guy that you thought you knew everything about so it is called it ain't over uh talking about all the yogiisms and it's just really a fun documentary so i want to uh congratulate her name is Lindsay barra she is his oldest daughter she's the one that produced it and it's really a great great uh documentary and i really recommend it so check it out ain't, ain't over on netflix it's the yogi barra story uh well worth your time all right drew that is my ttm cast stamp approval uh we got your ttm cast stamp approval next up we will do the Vern rap minute Drew, the Vern Ratman is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rapp, who passed away prior to me, uh, sending out a TTM request. So we do this as a service to our fellow TTMers, let people know who passed away in the world of sports and celebrities, so you're not embarrassed by sending out TTM requests. Uh, we lost a bunch of people this week. We lost Walter Davis, Drew. He played uh, at the University of North Carolina. He was on the 1976 gold medal basketball team. He was the fifth pick by the Phoenix Suns in the 1977 draft. He was the 1978 Rookie of the Year, a six-time All-Star, 10 seasons in the NBA with the Suns, the Nuggets, and Portland Trailblazers from 77 to 91. He was a great TTMer. He last TTMed in November 2nd of this year. Uh, Walter Davis was only 69 years old. Uh, we lost Bobby Knight as well from the basketball world. Three-time NCAA champ as a coach. Of course, he was at third out of his career with Army, 65 to 71. The biggest part of his career, of course, was with Indiana. He's with the Hoosiers from 71 to 2000 and then took over Texas Tech from 2001 through 2008. Bobby was an excellent TTMer. He was 83 years old. Drew, we lost 1960 uh, National League Rookie of the Year, Frank Howard. He played for the Dodgers and the Washington Centers and the Tigers from 1960 to 1973. He had 382 home runs and 1,119 RBIs, and he played 1,895 games. He was a really good T-team. last t in November of 22. Uh, Frank Howard was 87 years old. Uh, we lost Sam Ball this week from the world of football. He played from 1966 to 1970. As a member of the Baltimore Colts, playing Super Bowls three and five, formerly at the University of Kentucky, Sam Ball is an excellent TTMer. Last signing in May of 2023, he was 79 years old. Drew, I applaud you reading my horrible typing. It's all good. <laughs> I can figure it out. I, I, I put something up there. Like, it says my 2023. He knew it was May 2023. He was. He, he's right. He's on the ball, guys. We lost. I, I'm, I'm fluent in typo knees. So <laughs> we lost Charlie Aiken. Charlie Aiken played for the New York Cosmos. He was a Scottish uh, soccer, soccer player with the Cosmos in 1977. And what is it? The ML, uh, MLS, right? Uh, I think, uh, 
Probably the uh, NASL, North American Soccer. Okay. Well, he was um, he was a very good player. He played one year with the Cosmos. Charlie Aiken was 81 years old. Uh, we lost Adam Johnson this week, a highly publicized incident over in Europe. He was a former Pittsburgh Penguins player. He got paired in 13 games with one goal, but you may have seen the video of it or at least heard about what happened. He was involved in a collision where a skate blade slashed his neck, which is, oh, God, I mean, you it's happened a couple times before in the NHL, and now we've got one over there in Europe that's resulted in a death, unfortunately. And I think you're going to see a lot more players starting to willingly decide to put on those net guards that they offer. Net guards, yeah. I think a couple of the minor leagues have already put that in that they have to wear them. I believe so. I think, yeah, the junior levels probably have already started requiring it. I know, um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Victor, Car- or Victor Carl- Carlson, whatever Carlson's name is there from the uh, Penguins, was wearing one in practice there recently as well. So, I think you see a lot more guys wearing that. Adam Johnson was only 29 years old. Drew, we lost Ray Brown. Ray Brown was a safety. He played for the Falcons and the New Orleans Saints from 71 to 80 when he played 137 games and had 38 interceptions. Uh, Ray Brown was a great uh, key timer. He last signed in February of 2023. Ray Brown was 74 years old. It was Eric Carlson. I was trying to think of a minute ago. Victor Carlson used to play for the Wichita Falls Wildcats. <laughs> Uh, we lost Richard Mall this week as well. Actor known for being very large and very bald as the Bull Shannon on Night Court. The uh, kind of big oaf, basically, in the court there, who's always a really funny character on the show. Richard Mall, 80 years old. Yeah, and lastly, we lost Matthew Perry from Friends, and he was in 90210 and all sorts of other stuff. Obviously, he played Chan Bing on Friends. He was uh, just came out with a new book, and um, he was... You know, he was a troubled guy, right? He was uh, had problems with alcoholism and and, and uh, Vicodin and prescription drugs and stuff. Um, he passed away. He went. He played pickleball for a couple hours. Came home and was in his hot tub. Something happened, and he 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 passed away. He's only fifty four years old. So uh, Matthew Perry from Friends, fifty four years old. All right, Drew. That uh, wraps up Vern Rat Minute. We are sorry for your loss. If uh, you lost anyone this week, our uh, sympathy, present uh, sympathy, go out to you. All right, Drew. That wraps up the Vern Rat Minute. Let's go right into TTM returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns. Did you know you could get your cards graded for under $10 with CGC cards? That's right. With an elite membership, bulk grading costs just $9.60 per card. It's one of the best deals in grading. CGC Cards has a reputation built on trust with their expert and impartial service for sports, non-sports, and trading card games. For less than $10, you can get your cards graded with an elite membership at cgccards.com. Well, Drew, we, we both kind of had about the same this week, right? And I, I, had, yeah. I think you had four or five, and I had I think I had five. I'll do mine first, and you can do yours. Um, they're, they're, they're coming in a, in a trickle, right? Yeah. I got uh, Randall Cunningham on a 1992 game day card, which I really needed. I, I had been holding this thing off forever, and I said, uh, I might as well send it out. And I, I sent it out with $10, um, and he signed it. I know he he's asking. He asked for twenty five. So guys, if you're going to send it to Randall Cunningham, he is. He, I believe it's twenty five dollars. But when I well, literally when I wrote this thing out probably a year ago, I think he was ten dollars. So I didn't didn't even double check it. 
uh, sent it out. He, he signed in a couple weeks, so I'm very happy about that. I got Bill Kruger on an 87 tops card. He played pitch for the uh, Oakland A's, and he signed it in, I don't know, maybe about three months. I got Phil Olson on a 73 tops football card. He played for the Rams, and that took a, a couple months. I got George Martin on a 1986 um, tops football card. He played for the Giants. And uh, he, yeah, I, I always send my business card along. And he signed the back of my business card as well, Drew. I got a, I got a little collection of TTM Cast business cards signed by these guys. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but <laughs> I always send my business card out, and he signed my business card as well. That one, he was really like a big display of like cut autos or something with just all of them on it or something. Yeah, like that. I don't know. He's he he was a it was a quick turnaround though for George. And then I got Steve Fuller. Uh, he played. He was quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he played. Oh, let's see. This is his nineteen. 81 tops football card and i don't know if he was a starter for them was he a starter for them drew that i don't know off the top of my head yeah he was okay he played a bunch of games on, on the on the two years here he uh he was uh, he signed his uh 1980 what is this 81 tops card That's in about i don't know two months i got it i got it back so that is my returns, and I sent out uh, 15 cards on Monday of 15 former New England Patriots. So looking forward to get some of those back. And then, um, the, like last Friday, I think I sent out another 20 1986 Tops football cards. So I got a bunch of bunch of cards out there. So hopefully we'll we'll start filling up the mailbox. How how was your returns? Not too bad. They've started getting, like I said, trickling back in. This is over two weeks since I was on last week's show there, but still, it's better than nothing over a couple of weeks. Like I nearly had for a bit there, but uh. First one I got in, Brad Marsh, former defenseman for a number of teams, including the Flyers, the Red Wings, the Maple Leafs, probably a couple others in there as well. One of the last few helmetless players as well. But uh, he signed through his, uh, he signs through the Flyers Alumni Organization. So if you just send there, he'll do it there. And he signed four cards for me, pretty quick turnaround, maybe a couple of weeks or so on those. I got back Dwayne Sutter as well, one of the six Sutter brothers. This is the first one that I have sent out in a while. It wasn't for a uh, set specifically, but. I had the 91-92 Upper Deck card that has all six Sutter brothers on it. And I first got assigned in person by Ron Sutter at the 2018 NHL draft. Then when I sent off to one of the others, I think it was Brent Sutter, I got I sent that one in along with my set card and got it back. And I'm like, you know what? I might as well try to knock all of these guys out. So I sent off to Dwayne next just to flying solo to him, got it back now. So halfway there, I know the others are, uh, I think, out of the remaining three, one of them's a good signer, two of them not so great. So I might need some help from somebody somewhere along the line on getting those done. But yeah, maybe that maybe the, the 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 last Sutter brother that signs, maybe you can get a, get when you in your letter to him, like, dude, can you help me fill fill out the other last two of your brothers here, or I guess they're, they're a little tougher to sign with Thanksgiving right, coming yeah, up. Can you bring that? Can you bring that home to Thanksgiving? I might do that. I mean, they used to sign for a while through the uh, family farm up there in Viking, Alberta. So. If worse comes worse, I might just send to the farm address and say, "Look, let's see if we can get the last two on there or something." Yeah, send it to his mother. They'll they'll he'll sign yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. Ah, uh, who else? I got Mike Musina back on one of his rookie cards. That's actually one of the ones I picked up off of Collects with my uh, free money for showing for uh, getting on there. So nice. Sent that off. It's a ten dollar fee, of course, there. But I've now have three different Mike Musina rookie cards all signed. So gradually chipping my way through those. I still have to get his Fleer Ultra. His Leaf Gold rookies, if I want to go for the inserts there. And I think he was in two of the classic sets that year. So might go for those next at some point. But at the very least, you know, I've at least got to get the uh, Ultra one still. And the last one just came in yesterday. It was a total surprise to me, too, since it didn't show up on informed delivery at all, was uh, Matt Davidson. 
Davidson, former infielder for several teams, including the White Sox, White the Rangers, Sox, right? And the yep. And uh, he was playing over in Japan. So I mailed those off to him when I got those Japanese stamps a few months back. If you're an avid listener, you'll probably remember that I was totally geeked about getting those. And this is the second one I've gotten back off that batch now. And he signed all four cards for me. It took a few months. I think it was like May that I sent those out. So that's, you know what, about six months or so. But still, for having to travel that far from here to Japan and back, that's not too bad of a wait. I will gladly take that. And it adds another card to the uh, 21 Heritage set. So super happy about that. Very cool. Um, well, good luck graphing this weekend. I, nice. I think you'll you'll have a, a fun time, and uh, hopefully I'll, I'll have, uh, get some, get some cards and maybe a few autographs at the show coming up. Um, Drew, that wraps up our turns. Let's uh let's put a bow in the show. We're, we're, we'll wrap this baby up, okay? All right. All right. First, I want to thank Brandon Versal from the Card Life for joining us. Thank you, Brandon. We love talking with you. Uh, great deal, great uh, promotion going on with Matt Strom. Guys, if you have the uh, Tops Update Matt Strom card, scan it into Cards Life and you can get a free $5. And if you get any of the, the other uh, rainbow ones, there's all sorts of more money involved in that as well. You get to keep the cards too. You just have to scan it, let uh, card, let Collects know you scanned it in and, and you get some uh, money from our friends at Collects, which is kind of cool. Drew, Wednesday, we're going to uh, speak with Mark Del Frisco. Mark is a collector. I uh, met him on Twitter. We're going to talk to him. He is a, a set collector. We're going to talk to him about um, collecting. So, looking forward to that. On Saturday, we will have Les Wolf doing appraisal. So, if you have anything that you want Les to do an appraisal for, get, get his opinion, get his opinion on the value of something, as well as on uh, if a autograph is valid, uh, authentic, just send us uh, your items, send it. Uh, picture and a description to us at ttmcast at yahoo.com yeah try to get it to us by like wednesday or thursday of uh this week coming up and we will uh we'll do their appraisals on saturday guys all right les will be joining us and we also will have we'll, we'll talk to another collector in collector's corner so um, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up drew again have fun at the uh the softball game i will uh Make sure you check out my article on Sports Collectors Daily on the show in Wilmington. I'm going to do write an article on that. And I don't know anything else. You got anything else, Drew? Nope, that's about it. Going to send out a few more as well. I've got some actually picked up some vintage football singles that are going to be going straight into the mail here pretty soon. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to turn those around here pretty quick when they get in. All right, buddy. You have a great week, and I, I'll uh, we will talk on uh, Wednesday. All right, guys, everyone. Uh, many happy returns. Be good. We will see you on Wednesday. Thank you.